When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Makers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is winners and losers, the final winners and losers of the season. It's P, it's Gav, and it's Davo here this evening. Two winners, two losers. The boys have picked them, so if you have any problems, get on to them. They're on social media, and you can abuse them. Um, P, how are you? All good, no complaints. Some yeah. weekend, wasn't it? It was a great weekend, I have to say. It was a great weekend. There was loads going on. Um, we're going to talk about the relegations on, because that's all I really watched on Sunday. You know, I had Liverpool on, and I was just, but I was betting to the relegation stuff. Um, but no, it was, it was a great, great weekend. Davo, how are you? Grand, yeah. No complaints. Not a bother, yeah. The uh, final days, I was a bit mad, isn't it? There's not really yeah. something going on. So, yeah. And it, did, it didn't disappoint. I didn't see yeah. a ball kick now myself, to be honest with you, but sure. Fucking all we needed was the results, didn't we? So. Yeah. Um, no, it was. It was, a, it, was a, it was a brilliant weekend of football, and um you know the lads. The lads yesterday covered their covered their game, and then we were on the fat back four last night. Tom by Liverpool, but tonight is all about. Um, it's more or less about the the relegation zone we're going to talk about tonight, and what happened at the weekend and stuff like that. So as I said, two winners, two losers. If you're in, you're watching. You're very, very welcome. Make sure to throw some comments in there, and I'll read out as many as I possibly can. Um, if you haven't hit the like button, do it now. Get it out of the way, nice and early. Subscribe if you haven't already, and if you have subscribed, hit the bell icon. And every time we're going live. Um, you will know about it and the season's over but we don't stop so um, we'll probably have a day off tomorrow and then we're back into more shows and it'll go on throughout the summer whereas I said last night we're going to have a laugh over the summer because that's what we try to do um, but we're going to start P we're going to start with you let's start with a winner let's start on a positive P who is your winner of the week Luton Town Football Club okay definitely I mean where do you start Um go back to the start really 2008 they deducted 30 points for financial irregularities having had subsequent relegations on the way down to league two so they start off league two in the 2008-2009 season um minus 30 points and um, they've they've had after having three bouts of insolvency i think this is this is the third bout um but it's a financial uh irregulation irregularity that we will be familiar with from in our dealings with, with a certain team in Manchester. Uh, they kind of had invented um, a couple of sponsorships uh, and had put um, some money, I think, through agents um, fronting that it was coming from different different uh, different different parts of the world rather than where it was. It really sounds, like, sounds like another club, Pete, I know. 
Sounds, sounds familiar. And the reason, to be honest, with you, the reason I draw the contrast, and we'll talk about it later on, obviously, is because the, the football authorities show that they, when they do want to bare their teeth, they can, and they don't wait around. They, you know, their attitude is, you've been caught doing it before, um, and we're not, we're not going to wait till the end of the season. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do you now. So you're gonna start start off the season minus thirty points. So everybody around them knows what they have to do, and it's the way it should be. Or in the in sport, you should be guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. Uh, but anyway, that aside, they then have no choice but to get their act together. They actually ended up getting fifty six points that season. I think in and around fifty six points, we should have seen them in around twelve or thirteen, which is comfortable mid table in a in a league of twenty four teams, but they end up finishing rock bottom and go down to the conference, which is where the fun and games begin. When you've a club the size now I'm not saying they're a massive club, but they're a massive name, Luton. When you go down to non league football, you know, all eyes on you, they struggle for the best part of a decade. Not you know, they don't struggle with results. They struggle to get themselves across the line. They've a, a series of near misses Lose, losing playoff finals left, right and centre. A lot of good managers going in there trying to make themselves legends. I think eventually John Steele gets them out of the conference. Um, a very, very famous kind of lower league manager. And he's now a legend there, obviously. And then you, you go into the kind of Nathan Jones years where they're cr- creeping up through, the, through, the, through, through the, the divisions, but painfully slow, painfully slow. And again, losing playoff finals. Um, and eventually they find themselves more than a decade later in the championship, and and you see where they are now. And the reason they are my winner of the week, it'd be like, I mean, I can only think of, I compared everyone to Liverpool. It'd be like Liverpool, you know, getting some sort of really harsh punishment and ending up down there, and all of a sudden because that weight of expectation is on your shoulders, you go into every game knowing that it's it's some it's your opposition's cup final. Anyway, more than a decade, almost a decade and a half later, they end up back, not quite where they belong because I'm not going to even pretend that they're they're not uh, an Aston Villa by any stretch of the imagination. But when we started watching football, certainly Gavin, you and I, our age, Luton Town were you know in the the old fourth division, yeah, you know, classy they, pitch, foster years, and you know they did some, they you know, and on that plastic pitch at, at Loftus Road, um, or Kenilworth, Loftus is QPR, um, and yeah, Kenilworth, they had a plastic um, pitch as well. So for me. The, the fact that it's been such a struggle, um, you know, they're definitely my winners. And the fact that they've been up against it, um, and, you know, if everyone will know watching this, will know why I've picked them out, especially because, again, when the authorities want to show their teeth and they want to actually punish you for what you've done, they can do it. And they, they came back a better club, they're well organised, and they would probably look back and say, You've made us what we are by making us face what the way we were behaving, and now they're in probably the best shape of their existence. Davo, um, are you looking forward to looting back in the Premier League, or are you just looking forward to seeing how fans get into the away end? Because that's the story for me. Not say it's been all over Twitter all day, <laughs> it's amazing. Banging up random pictures, going, it, it came up about a year ago. Stadium. It came yeah. up about I a year ago because they were, in the, they were in the semi final against Huddersfield, I think, last year. And got beat. They drew at home and they they got beaten away one nil. Um, yeah, man, Rhodes got the goal. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's what about when I seen it. That one, I was like, look at this. They're walking through some Owen's back yeah, garden yeah, to get to get the away end. But like, like Oshin says, there, there's a ten minute video on their rise to the Premier League. It's great. Watch the playoffs agony in the National League, multiple attempts, especially. But <coughs> that about, like when you when you actually look at that video that's on Twitter, 
um it is a, it's a ridiculous story when you when you think about it yeah look and listen i don't think that would have been a coventry as well if they had a good up mm. i think that both of these played in, in uh league two five years ago and then yeah coventry were bottom of the division i think yeah they're in they're in the they're in the playoff final uh yeah listen they're actually one of the founder members of the premier league uh they were relegated the year that before the premier league started so they were actually in the meetings um mm. Uh, as found the members of the Premier League, and this will be the first time obviously that they're going to play. And he asked me, Am I looking forward to Liverpool going there? Absolutely, fucking not, guys. Because I can tell you now, of a, de- of a decent record, of a decent record with this, and I called it last year in the first day of the season as well. We will be going away to them probably on the first day of the season. Yeah, because we're, we're asking, but after asking for our first game to be away, yeah, and that'll be a fucking Friday night. They'll probably get about 27 points next season and fucking trade and be off Liverpool on the fourth night of the season, probably. <laughs> uh, well, you're setting, you're to, setting uh, right into next season yeah, already, aren't you? Right in already. No, <laughs> yeah. but listen, it's fucking, you can see it a mile after. Now you promote with teams, if if the fixture comes out and they're at home, it'll be against one, it'll be against a big team. Mm. Nearly, it'll be fucking, like we went, it was obviously Fulham for us, but, but uh, we've we've gone we've gone to newly promote with teams. Well, look at Arsenal and Brentford at that point. Um, yeah. I think Watford the, the Watford when, when yeah, Salah made his debut well. might be one of them yeah so this will be probably be nailed on to be going there in the first Friday night of the season <laughs> so no not looking forward to going there oh, you have, listen I haven't seen them I've read they're very direct uh, they get the ball forward to a couple of big lads so fucking yeah. sounds, sounds ominous doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> they um, do you know what they like the story is great, and the story of Coventry is great as well. In fairness, like, mm-hmm. was, like you mentioned for Coventry, Coventry like were in the Premier League up until I want to say around ninety nine, two thousand ish, in around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, might have been a bit later than that, but I'm nearly sure they go down under Strachan and they don't come back up. Um, and they've had all sorts of problems. You know, they got Moyfield Road to the Rico Arena. Um, they lose the stadium. They end up they've played home games in at Birmingham. For a full season, not mm. not so not so long ago, and um, Mike Ashley now owns that stadium. They've had all sorts of issues, like you know, money wise and just staying afloat. And um, like to see them up. Honestly, I was edging towards Coventry just because I know Coventry a bit more, and the story of Coventry is a bit more out there. But then when you look at the Luton story and you see, and I know we're laughing about the away end and stuff, but that's just the way some clubs are. Like we laugh at that, but then when you look at Barmouth. Barmouth have to have Vitality Stadium or whatever it's called. Um, and I don't know if that goes over 12,000 or something. Like I think it's about 14 and a half. It's around that Kenilworth yeah, Road yeah. that currently holds 10,500. Now, mm. I can't see them doing anything to that stadium in three months to make it mm. bigger. Do you know the sort of way? Um, they will have to do something. They, they'll have to do, they, they might have to do something, but what can you do? Like, you know, it, like it's, it's May the 29th or something now, right? The season starts on August the 12th. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, We're not. They might end up playing a figure draw, I'd imagine. They'll end up playing a figure draw, I'd imagine. Watford, it's only up the road. And Do you think so? Up, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you're right, Gav. Three months is nothing. You know, you, you get the best builders in the world, and I'm sure there's a lot of fellas throwing their hats in the ring for that contract. But you, you, you can see them at least, at least for six or seven months having to, having to play at Watford. Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's um, but it is a brilliant story. That the match was brilliant. Um. The penalties, I felt sorry for the fella missing the penalty. When he missed, I thought to you never go high like that. Never open your body up and try to go high on a penalty. Just get it on target and hit it hard. Um, 
But they're up. They they, they join um, Burnley and Sheffield United in the league. Now, Burnley have been up and down, Sheffield United a bit. But Luton, as much as you want Coventry, Luton's a bit of a new name. You know, the sort of way. And that's, there's a bit of excitement comes with that. What can they do? I don't know. But they're getting 100 million quid. So, you know. And also, you meant, you meant, Pete mentioned Watford there. Watford sacked the manager. The yeah. man Rob uh, Rob yeah, Edwards and he leaves yeah. goes to that. I think I think I'm led to believe that Luton and, and Watford are, are big rivals. He goes to yeah, that rivals. Yeah. Watford Wa- 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 are an absolute fucking shit show as they normally are. They go through fucking managers like Wilfer yeah. and yeah. your man goes to their rivals and gets them promoted. It makes them look fucking stupid, which is yeah. great. So fair play to him and also uh Get well soon with your man who collapsed actually on the pitch. He seems to be they haven't announced it in the building. He's all right anyway, which is the main thing. Yeah, and because I was watching his career, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was watching and um I happened now when, honestly when I'm in the house the football's on, I'd be wandering and out to be kids, to be everything. Mm-hmm. But I happened to be sitting here on Saturday, I'm like no one around and it was on and I sat down to watch it. And as I turned it on this guy, Lockyer, isn't that his name? Mm, he was yeah. he was introducing he was one of the main men at Sky or Sky Bet or something. He was the guest of honor. And he was yeah. and they were talking about this fella, Lockyer, and he's their inspirational captain. He's got goals in the playoff semi-finals and going through it. And I just thought, you know, didn't look the biggest <coughs> ascent to have, but I thought he must just put his head in everywhere. A couple of minutes into the game, ball gets flung in, he gets a great header on it. Um they've a goal disallowed for offside. But you you could see it straight away. You know, this fella just looked like a bit of a warrior for them at the back. Mm. And then the ball goes down to the other end. Coventry get a free kick. Next of all, this guy's lying on the ground. I was like, that's nowhere near where that free kick was. And I was looking and it was just, I went onto Twitter to see if anybody had posted it. And some guy on Twitter had posted it and shown him he's literally running, running and just falls and then actually moves his body to get back up and just goes again. And the minute I seen that, I thought, well, there's something drastically wrong here. Because even... There wasn't loads of panic around them. You know, it wasn't like the Christian Eriksen thing where there was just, mm. out, out, you know, panic everywhere. I think, in fairness, the Coventry and the Luton staff between them done very well to get the players away and keep everybody calm because it was very early in the game. And um, he was down for a long while. They did say he was in the medical room. His parents were down to him and he was conscious. So um, I don't know what's gone on there. You never know. Well, like, no, there's a, there was a video of him watching the game then in the uh, watching the penalties and that in the okay. The I didn't see in that the hospital bed and he's 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 fine. Yeah, as regarding to be honest, to be honest, he's all right. Really, as regarding going forward playing, I don't know, but he's he's, yeah. he's well at the minute anyway. Hmm. You look like well, he fainted. Mm. Looked like you fainted to be. Looked to me like someone who fainted. It can happen. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just happen to damsels in distress. It can happen to a man. You, you know, it's a combination of stress, just a lack of oxygen oxygen for a five or six or two or three second spell to the brain. And he can just faint, you know, and he's one of those fellas that go, as you take that, leads with his head. Every, all of the, the clips that you'll see, it's him throwing himself in amongst three and four lads. So he's probably not averse to taking a smack or two. And sometimes, it can be something innocuous and a few seconds later, just bang, you're gone. And mm. because of the rules now, they won't take the chance. They won't kind of give you a smell and salt and say, you know, get on with it. It's mm. no, 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 we're not taking any chances here. You're out, you're getting an MRI and that's it. So yeah. it looked to me like he's fainted, to be honest. Uh, Paul Giovanni says, Luton are the 54th team to join the Premier League. Weird, but cool stat I saw. Ashley L says, um, uh, Lockyer, this is about Lockyer, was quoted by Sky saying, I'm feeling very much myself, help with the way the lads left it all on the pitch. Which is good. Um, 
and uh, Venom twenty three says um, they will. He feels or he or she feels they will definitely play a Kenilworth role. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't like. I get the whole ten thousand thing. They have to hand over so many tickets for away fans, but that's only five percent. They only have to hand over five hundred tickets because I know Liverpool get a really low allocation at um at Bournemouth's ground, and that's just the way it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But the Premier League, when you go up to them levels, you have to look at access and you know health and safety and stuff like that. But I don't know how much difference they will be between the Championship and the and the, the Premier League with regards to those rules, but I'd like to see them stay at Kenwood Road and do it. That was going to have nightmares about the fixtures, but um, you heard it here first. They're probably Luton out in no. three days, the fixtures. They're not only fucking coming out. They're out on the 15th of June, 9pm, 9am. You know, you get the stands at airport. And <coughs> yeah, be getting oh, tickets though. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, you'll be watching it in your, you'll be watching that Elwin's back garden. Yeah, that's it. It was like someone said on Twitter the other day, VAR in Canelwood Road is going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, the ref will go to look at the screen, he'd be just looking at the squad replay in some Elwin's <laughs> sitting room. You look into the West, you move your arse, Mrs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a minimum of 10 million to be put into Canelwood Road to meet Premier League relegations, says Emma Cavanagh. Now, what that 10 million will do. I don't know what that. I don't know what they do to get that ten million. Like, like you know, they spend it. But what do they spend it on to make the access better? Like, it's literally if you look at Google Maps of Kenilworth Road, it's completely surrounded by houses. By house. it's I'd completely say it's probably, that, like, that ten million are going kind of infrastructure within the ground rather than seats and stuff like that. I think they'd be just yeah, kind of upgrading yeah. everything yeah. they need to upgrade for fucking television and fucking press and all that kind of mess. Yeah. Yeah. You have to build a bridging system over those houses. I mean, or else they might try to do what they did. In sports didn't want to move away really from, from White Hart Lane. I think they looked yeah. at buying all the houses around it because I used to go quite a lot there and the, the the story was there was a lot of people wanted to sell but there was a couple of people that just were like no and they were driving the price up and up and they apparently they offered insane money to uh, to an elderly the two elderly mm. couples and they just refused to, refused Ven- to sell. Venom says that Luton are building a new ground and the new ground will be ready in 2026 um, you know it's I, like and Avo says he feels that the ten million is probably around VAR and TV access and stuff like that, which you will have to have for the Premier League. Uh, Taurus says, Gav, you talk about the lad who collapsed. It's another reason why the authorities need to clamp down on head injury fakers. I tried a book of them; and it's proved they are faking. And um, with regards to head injuries, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but like this is probably a little bit of a different situation. No one was near him; he just hit the he hit the deck, and thankfully he is up. He's okay. And listen, it could be a case of listen. He had heat stroke. Do you know what I mean? It was a very, very hot day at Wembley. Um, dehydration. You'd hope it's something like that rather than something serious where a player who looks like he's given everything for Luton and may not get to play in the Premier League after captaining him all season. But um, it's one of those. But we will... Uh, uh, Eunice has upgraded facilities, chairs, toilets, cameras, etc., etc. But listen, we'll know about it. I'm sure we'll all see it early on when we're playing Friday night. Friday the 11th of August, I think. Um, away at Luton for our fourth day of the season. And Davo will be absolutely behind the sofa from the Friday morning. Um, but look, fair play to Luton. And congratulations to them on getting to the Premier League. I don't know how they'll fare. But um, if they if anything about them, they should enjoy it. It's a massive. Oh, yeah. It's a well. It's just a massive. Yeah. Im, you know, shot of money to them, especially if they're building a new stadium in three yeah. three years or whatever. And, it is. and they're going to need every penny, Gav. Because I would say, I mean, I've watched quite a bit of them, and 
I can't say that any of them, not one of those players, Davo, I don't know if you've watched them, but not one of those players, maybe the Adebayo lad up front is good for 15 minutes at the highest level. And that's mm-hmm. to come on as an impact and cause a few problems. There is not one of those players, even the lad who fainted, who's been amazing um, in the championship. There's not one of those that you'd kind of, it'll be a Nottingham Forest job. Yeah. Well, yeah, Forrest done it and he got away with it, so you never know. Emma says, Jesus, he couldn't get an angle on Saka's offside at the Emirates earlier last season. Um, what hope have we got a Luton CCTV from some lads pigeon loft? Um, look, it, it's big. And um, TLLFC says they're getting battered. They probably will, but they should enjoy it. I think Luton should come up with the with the thing of, we're going to enjoy this season. We're going to take all the, the all the money that we can get out of it, which they will be a lot. And if they go back in the championship, fine, but they go back in the championship stronger with mm. a new ground coming. It's actually a really good platform for them to, you know, and it's a it's an extra bonus really, isn't it, looking at a new stadium because new stadiums cost an awful lot of money. Um, moving on. Um, Davo, we're going to go negative now. Your loser mm. of the week. Oh, it has to be Leicester. Well, it could have went Leeds, but really they were they were they were down before the ball was kicked really yes they can see and and especially after two minutes when Kane puts uh spores one it looks so that was done mm. to death but yeah look has to be Leicester Jesus they're the they're the team that's gone down with the highest wage bill ever from the Premier League they've the eight highest wage bill in the league 180 odd million quid they're gonna need to trim that by two towards I think and they get mm-hmm. down I was reading a bit from your man the finance fella Kieran Maguire earlier he was saying Championship is normally around 60, 70 ish yeah. million. Yeah. Wage bill. Um, Leicester's is 180. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't think so, but judging how like, Leicester will be looking up, I don't think there's many um, contracts that will be kind of have a relegation clause in it from the players. So they'll be stuck paying the wages for the ones that will stay. And listen, I know Gary Lineker came out and said, Look, if you told me a year ago, we'd come. We'd go up, win a league, win the FA Cup and go down. They'd all take a hand off for it. Of course they would. They've had a brilliant eight years, but my Jesus, how wrong it's gone. Like this year. And it just it just got this night on right, Rogers. Um particularly at the very high end of the table. But I think Forrest was mentioned there earlier, and I think they showed the template. If you stick with the manager, if you back him, if you if you fucking just leave him at it, like I think Rogers would have got Leicester over. I really do. I, I, I don't think that I, I don't think that I gone down. Um, but they 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 uh they had to stick our twist and they twisted and it's after going fucking badly, badly, badly wrong. There's a lot of big hitters in there and, and there's a lot of big hitters in there should be ashamed of themselves really like that they're gonna be walking out with a relegation on their C V. Um I'd say Inacho will go, um Barnes will go and Madison will go. They'll, they'll, mm. be the, they'll be the three main ones. I imagine that uh, will tell him in zero contract. It will Vardy be able to play 46 games next year? He won't. He won't be able to go uh, Wednesday, Saturday, or Saturday, Tuesday, or whatever. So, yeah, look, f- I, listen, they could come back up. Of course they could straight away. Maybe maybe they will because of uh, parachute payments. But I don't think any of us uh put the prediction down at the start of the season would have had Leicester anywhere near relegation battle never mind going down and uh, yeah they're fucked basically <laughs> P Leicester <season>. yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that yeah I'll go with that you just wrap <laughs> be, it up will we fuck yeah. off no, yeah, no, no but to, to be to be quite clear you know I mean two things and Shane, Shane this is your area uh, you and Phil, Phil Casey will know this you cannot get rid of a goalkeeper like Casper Schmeichel and not replace him in yeah. the way that they did. 
that's one thing. And, I, and as everybody knows, I'm not a massive fan of Fat Barnes and Madison and his attitude. For, Madison gets a penalty in the Everton game. And I, I, I'm still trying to figure out to this day, three weeks later, what on earth he was thinking. 2-1 up. You can put the just put your foot through. He's got the technique, and he does something ridiculous, some dance going up to it, or something stupid. Again, another youngster that wants to make Jordan Pickford look like an actual real top level goalkeeper. Um, Jamie Vardy. I mean, the clock. <coughs> but I, I would say if, if he decides to stay, he'll get twenty goals. And you know, if they can sort out a back four, and I'm I'm saying they need a new back four. I'd I'd be cute. I'd keep Johnny Evans. Even you might get 10, 20 games out, and he's a, still a very, very good player. But again, they need a real centre half. They need a couple of full backs, you know. And uh, yes, there's a it's a big job, but it's a big club, and it'll be you know the, anybody that wants to play in the Premier League and needs to start in the Championship will want to go somewhere like Leicester. But you cannot to let go of a player like Casper Schmeichel and think that you can just throw anybody in goal and just go on. You know it's. I don't know about, about, about you, Shane. For me, Casper Schmeichel is one of those keepers that was criminally underrated. Criminally. Look, he's, he's listen. He's the one thing about him was he was a leader, really, in that dressing room. And um, I don't think they really had too many. Like Vardy wasn't Vardy wasn't really playing much this year. Uh, I don't think I think I, I think Taylor's fucking dialed it in months ago. Absolutely dialed it in months ago. Doesn't want to be there. Thought he'd get a move in January. Nobody wants him because he's a fucking hamburger. I can't move. Um, he'll get a move. He'll get. He'll, he'll obviously get a move somewhere in the summer, like. But I, I don't rate him. Mm-hmm. I hate doing it in and fucking like defensively. Like yeah, look. If Evans had been there, you wouldn't have expected them. Uh, really, or you'd expect them to be far better than they were. Because the, look, wasn't they go through a phase where defending set piece they just couldn't do it or conceding goal after no, goal after goal? They, they, goal they, they after were, I think they were free kicks. Yeah, the goalkeeping situation is 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 very bizarre. The two of them are poor, both of them not good enough, borderline good enough for the championship. I'd say the pair of them. Um, but look. Well, could, like, it's something's that gone on with the bar because Rogers made an awful lot of noise at the end of last year saying, look, if we could get one or two in here and, and start looking up at it. And then when he came back from pre-season, it was more, no, look, we, we can't do this, we can't do that. So obviously something came from the from the chairman down. I think the window before, he didn't spend much last summer, but I think the one before that he spent a lot of money. And lo and behold, Brendan spent it badly, as we can relate to, uh, as Liverpool fans. So maybe they just pulled the plug in them that way, but... They're after paying yeah. for across the board. Yeah, it's yeah down tills, down tills at Leicester. It's um, I don't agree. I don't think Rogers would have kept them up. I think, and and that's and I can't stand Brendan Rogers. But if, like, I'd be honest on the situation. I think he completely lost the dressing room, and I think they left it too long with him. I think if they if they decided, and there was a big thing over his contract and paying him off, and I think it was something like if he couldn't get to a European place. They could they could get rid of him for cheaper and he waited until till that went and it took so many games or whatever. Um the Casper's Michael thing is, is very fair, but I remember listening to a podcast, uh, not I personally done, but the lads done on a Friday night with Jack, who was the, I think it was Jack that was on the Leicester fan. And he was and he might be on later on this week because he might be doing something around the relegation stuff again. But his point was is that Liverpool or Leicester were finding it hard to spend money because they needed to get players off the books. They had a huge squad of players, a lot of them on decent money, and couldn't get rid of them. And 
because of that, they couldn't actually bring any more people in because they couldn't spend any more money. Um, there was an FFP kind of issue. Not not an issue, but they were close. And because they couldn't get rid of players, they couldn't bring any more in and got stung. Having said that, I don't think it's any excuse for the goalkeeper, so if I agree with you. I, I actually watched um, when they, I think it was Roy Hodgson's fourth game in charge, and they're 1-0 up, they lose 2-1 um, to Palace. And the keeper has a great game. He's saving fucking stuff all over the place. I thought, he's okay. And then I remember a couple of weeks later, people saying, that fella in goal is terrible for Leicester. And I said, I've seen him. He was that. And he said, no, honestly, he's terrible. But then you look at the likes of Telemans. You look at Harvey Barnes. You look at Jamie Vardy a little bit less. He's done so much for Leicester. Like, his legs are just ran off him. But you look at Ian Nacho. You look at Daka. You look at um, Ndidi. There's so many of them there. Castagna, um, Pereira. Like Pereira was being linked with all, like nearly every top four club in, in England two or three years ago. But you look at all these and for me, they just decided, no, that's enough. Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what I think what happened was, I think it led, I think it led to a standoff between Rodgers and the team, right? And Rodgers knowing that he can't, and the team probably knowing he can't do anything in January anyway. You know, the sort of way because of the money issues. And then they left it too long. They were waiting to reduce that payment to Brendan Rodgers. And by the time they did that, they'd only be bleeding six, seven games left or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they bring in um Dean Smith and Shakespeare and John Terry and Anya like did just no forward planning. And Leeds were the same. Leeds done this back when they got rid of BLs and brought in Jesse Marsh, horrendous. And then they bring in um what's your man? Your man that was at Wofford, um mm. Javi Gracia. And then they do all of those. Like you're like, what is going on here? Tonight it's just panic stuff. Where you should, if you're going to make an appointment, make an appointment with in the in the thoughts that if we stay up, this guy's good. If we go down, he's staying with us and he can get us back up. But it's all just the all. It's just immediate gratification. And Leicester, for me, um, you know, they they were down, they were okay, then they just fell like a stone. And the minute they don't beat Everton, it's over for them because they can't get points. Here. Like I watched them away, I, I watched them away in Newcastle. Yeah, and they need to win this game. I don't think they have a shot in the 90 fucking 12 minutes or something. But you have to look at Madison and that everything. You have to look at his attitude. I mean, who the hell do you think you are? Put your foot through a, a penalty. A, 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 what do you think you're doing? I mean, I, I, people talking about, oh, Madison is holding out for Tottenham. He's holding out for this. I, 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 any t- Does anybody look at players' mentality anymore? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, but, I guarantee, but I guarantee you he ends up out of spores or a villa or someone like that. I guarantee you someone takes him. Harvey Barnes is the same. Um the there'll be players there indeed he'd be looked for. But as a collective for me, Leicester just decided oh we've had enough here. And it was, for me it was definitely something between the players and the manager. And it just went on too long because the club couldn't afford to get rid of the manager. I think if the if if they could have got rid of Rogers ten games earlier, I think they would have. I think they would have. You know what I mean? But he didn't. And um, just, they're gone. And do you know what? I've seen a lot from Liverpool fans and you kind of have to take this and kind of go, you know what, they're right. Because honestly, Leicester City fans are up there with one of the worst set of fans to arrive at Anfield. And are up at, and one of the worst set of fans you can go away to. Um, so, you know, sympathy, no. Um, surprise, not really. But like Davos said from the start, the amount of money they owe for players and two players, like just 
those things there like Sionchu's probably looks like he's already gone to Atletico Madrid on yeah, a face as well. I'd look at they'll, they'll get, they'll get <coughs> they will get rid of them but, but, yes, but, you, but your spending power is reduced then Dabo yeah you get your you weight know? they'll get the wage bill down they'll get the big hairs off the books but like I think Madison's a good player but I think the issue with him is, is that I don't think he end, I, don't, I don't think he end I don't think any of the top four take Sorry, um, I think Newcastle possibly, but I don't think any like he's Newcastle were linked players. with him. He's, he? not, he's not he, like he's not a centre forward. He's not a centre midfielder. Does he play? Can he play off the left? Maybe he can in a midfield three. I think he's one of them number ten players that not many teams really play. Kind of got caught in our position, yeah. yeah. And Diego reckons he, to, yeah. yeah, he reckons he will end up in Newcastle. He was heavily linked with Newcastle, wasn't he? In in last summer and January, and yeah. it never happened. But Newcastle yeah. looked there and go, we will just take him for. Yeah, they, look, they could just take them anyways. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, Newcastle yeah, always end up playing players like that. Not quite this, you're not quite that. And that's always that down. I mean, even Sam Maxima, the flying machine they have, he's not quite this, he's not quite a man, he's not quite a winger. You know, they always end up with those players that are betwixt and between. So, yeah, so he'd probably end up there and, you know, do nothing. Hmm. Just um, as I said, I'm trying to put a show together later on in the week to bring on Leeds Leicester fans and an Everton fan as well. Um, just to talk Joe to him, on. Uh, Joe, my yeah, I was talking to Joe today. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort it out, but just a quick one on Leeds because the right was on the wall for a long time for them, and we talk about Leicester going down and you know spent a lot of money the season before last, big wage bill and stuff. New owners coming in at Leeds, um, I think they might have something to do with the with the sixteen ers San Francisco Forty Niners, Forty Yeah, go Forty Um, and new owners coming in there. Do you worry for them as much as you worry for Leicester, Davo? Um, yeah, because like the thing about it is, is right, it's different than the last time. But I don't think I actually think I didn't I didn't click in and watch the clip. But I seen Simon Jordan saying, "Listen, financially, they're both fine. As regards, it's not fucking Armageddon." For either of them, he goes, they're gonna have to trim their wage bill, they're gonna have to get their house in order, like you do when you go down. But it's not Armageddon, and they'll have the parachute payments. And he reckons the two of them could go back up. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't go in and watch the clip, I'm just going to see the, the heading of it. So, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't overly be worried for them. Do you know what I mean? That like Leeds are down, and they'll be the biggest club in the championship next season, they'll be the ones with the target on their back to the biggest club, probably arguably down there. Uh, Leicester big club as well uh, for the championship. So I'd listen. We could be could be sat here next season and the boat and got back up. Who knows? But no, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be worried about them dropping down again or, or anything like that or financial Armageddon. Now, do you, I think. Do you think though they they have more of a chance of keeping that squad together than Leicester do? Because Leicester feel like they're at their end of a yeah because the end of a cycle sure. where Leeds feel like they're mm. at a you know mid cycle at the minute. But there'll mm. be there'll be players at Leeds that people will want as well. I wouldn't say there's too many, Gavin. To be, I'd say Leicester have more. Would, would you? say Leicester have more. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Yeah. Listen, the only one that pops into my head for Leeds, well, look, your man Harrison has a, a relegation lease clause. He'll yeah. go. Um, I like your man, the American young in the middle for them, Tyler Adams. So I think he's a good player. Hmm. And then after that. That, that, that young, that fella, uh, Sinistera is quite good. Yeah, Gnant, look, I haven't seen, I haven't seen, Loads of them. I'm just talking like not that I wasn't getting a game. Mm. Yeah, but but do you have to remember he wasn't getting a game because Aladice comes in and decided like you know yeah. 
the, the, yeah, I want no I flair know, in this team. I know. I, yeah. look, I, I, I get you. But I just... I'm actually surprised Leicester are gone down with the quality of player they have there. I'm not surprised Leeds are gone, to be quite honest with you, Gav, mm. at all. Like, okay. I, I just think that like, a lot of their players are just fucking so poor. Yeah. So poor. What a chance. They had a great chance for me to cement an identity. I, I talked about this last week. You know, you know, in I was discussing that, you know, someone like Calvin Phillips didn't jump to go back, uh, at least on loan until the end of the season. They had an identity when they had the Argentinian manager Bielsa. just run around, make it very, very difficult. As I said, the most difficult away game I'd seen Liverpool play before we went poor was there. I just thought the lads looked like they just could not breathe. And you don't need great players. You just need fit players, fit organised players with a fit, organised, focused manager like he is. There's your identity. Now, the one weakness I thought, even when they were like that, was I never thought that um, the centre-forward was going to stay fit enough. I thought he was a bit watery um, to score goals. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Bamford is one of those lads. He looks about nine stone wet, and he looks like he's just his knees are just about to fold. Like, I don't know how he has survives at that level playing against big centre-halves, to be honest with you. He's as watery as they come. And as it as it turns out, he misses a lot of chances. But for me, you know, they had something. They had an identity. You come here and you're going to have to fight for everything that you have. And for some reason, that just wasn't enough. I, just, I often think that uh, some sides don't want to accept what they are. They, want to, they look at Tottenham and they think, OK, or someone like Newcastle, we should be there. No, consolidate what you are. And, you know, you had, you had a fine player in Phillips. Everybody running around him, him just sitting off, being safe. They had they had it sorted more or less at the back with him protecting, and then they just absolutely fell apart. I, I just don't get it. I don't get this. You know, we're now eleventh, or we're now thirteenth, but we, you know, it's not good enough. We need to be seventh. And Leeds kind of fell into that trap. And then when yeah, he brought but... in Jesse Marsh with his PowerPoint slides and his, I mean, just a, an absolute gobshite. You know, you know, talk about selling yourself. I've never seen that. It's a long time yeah, since you've seen anyone as tactically inept as him. But but they come across. You see, see, they the Bielsa leads do it wrong for me. And I don't want to go into this too much because I want to talk to you about this. But they do it wrong where Bielsa becomes too stubborn and he won't change enough, right? And then they bring in Jesse Marshy, who I just didn't write from the start. And I said this to Joe. I said, Joe, this is a fucking disaster. I'm telling you. And he comes in and he's like, oh, just play everyone down the middle of the pitch because the goal is in the middle of the pitch. And you're like, would you ever fuck off now? Do you know what I mean? Um. But they just don't, and I, I kept saying it, They, as a team, they all reacted awfully to any situation in the game, whether they were getting a goal or getting conceding a goal. They reacted so bad to situations in games, but um, we'll see how they get on. Shout out, actually, Michael Murphy says, I fancy Southampton come straight back up mm-hmm. um, at the worst of the playoffs, because in fairness, yeah, I think they probably have, they, they probably have the most potential. In players there, in fairness to them, there's some the, the appointment is used from McGav. Yeah, man, Sellers isn't going to be managing next year. So no, the they need they need a really good appointment. They need a really good appointment. Yeah, and you know, do you know who'll be looking at? You remember the fella that brought Sheffield United up? He was at Middlesbrough. Yeah, mm. he Wilder will end up at one of them clubs without a shadow of a doubt. Um, mm. 
So let's move on. Davo, we're going to stick with you. You're winner of the week. Well, Gav, unfortunately for me and you, but definitely you, it's mm. Everton. Yeah. Uh, they're like a cockroach. You can't fucking. You, you, just, you, can, just you can't, can't put get them, them down. down. You can't get. Listen, I, I, me, me cousin's a big blue. I spoke to him Christmas morning, and I remember saying to him, "I says if he's get rid of fucking that age at Lampard and give it to Deutsch, he just won't have any problems." And a little bit tired than I thought it would be, but I, as soon as Deutsch walked in the door, I, I, I didn't think they'd get down. So the Alsatian is fucking set free. He's grand. Uh, they weren't chasing him around the place, but. Yeah. yeah, look, they, looks in, uh, I always looked at the fixtures, Bournemouth at home, Bournemouth on the beach, passing sides. Like, even though I was listening to the radio yesterday, the last 10 minutes, the ball goes up, all the fans are shitting themselves. And I don't think Bournemouth even lumped the ball into the box once to, no. put, to put them under a bit of pressure. Bournemouth, the perfect side we're playing against, they'll just get it down, tippy-tappy stuff. They stayed up there on the beach. Perfect side for everything to, uh, to play against. So I always thought that it'd, it'd be a home win, it'd be a gimme. Um, they got the win, so yeah. Look, it was like the uh, it was like the mid nineties again, pitch invasions all over the fucking place. But I suppose look at the worry for the misses. I've seen a few people throwing up a few tables the last season and this season, and they're fucking like they finished lower this year than they did last year uh, by a place or two. That's some something uh, I'd say. That's something that you'll bring up now, Gav, about what might happen or, or won't happen to them. But yeah, look, listen. They st- look. They stayed. They had to stay up. They stayed up. They mm. they are they are the winner of the weekend. Yeah, I think they are the winner of the weekend because if you if you go into a, if you go into a last weekend of a season with potentially relegated, I'm in fairness Leicester are winning against West Ham for the vast majority, mm. and at half time they're they're in the relegation zone. Um, they do get that. The turning points for me were Everton was, and me and you always talk about Everton, don't we, about mm. the potential of going down. But the thing for me was when they don't get beaten at Leicester. People were like, "Oh, that Everton needed to win that." And I was like, they "No, won the game. they should have won the game." But then the penalty, the penalty for Madison, we yeah, probably Madison, would, yeah, yeah. Leicester ended up winning it. As well, yeah, have when they yeah, don't yeah. do that, and then they go to Brighton and get that win, and you no, they're not going down. And, yeah, and people yeah. are slagging me in their in their Telegram group on on Sunday, saying, "You know, um, you're fucking, you know, the Grim Reaper." I was like, "Lads, they're definitely scoring a goal here, right?" And I wouldn't, and Leeds aren't gonna win. So all they need to do is better one of these lads' results. Do you know what I mean? And, like, they didn't even have to do that. They could have drawn and stayed up. Do you know what I mean? Um, it was just, they were always going to stay up after that Brighton win. You know, they get beaten by Man City. They get a late equaliser at Wolves last week, which was huge to them. Mm. And I just couldn't see it. And, you know, there is things we, we'll get on to in a few minutes with regards to them, but... The pitch invasion wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. And I think a lot of Everton fans, there was relief, but there was like, don't celebrate this. Don't over-celebrate this because over-celebrating it um, justifies what the board are doing there. And like, if you take the Liverpool glasses off for a minute, the way their board carry on is a fucking disgrace. Let's be honest. We laugh about it. We I joke think that, about I think, it. I think, that, I think that would have been a, a, a like, I think you have obviously the elation staying up, Gav. And yeah. then... Stark reality would have hit, I'd say, about five or ten minutes after yeah, the game. That's what I think. Yeah. Listen, that's what the fuck. Like. But in fairness, they they stayed up. Um, we get on to another few bits in a minute. But P, they're a winner of the week because, in fairness, you know Leicester win. Forget Leeds. It was always between Leicester and Everton for me. Leicester win their game, you know. And I actually think if 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 Bournemouth had equalised, Everton would have went down, you mm. know, um, because of the way it went. But 
they held a nerve, they stayed up and done it by the skin of their teeth. And some teams have kept hold of the manager, but they had to get rid of that fella, P. And Deutsch gets them there in the end. I completely disagree with them being a winner of the week. I'll tell you why. Okay, they're a winner by qualification, the fact that they've stayed up, fair enough. Um, but I think Everton, I, I, and I, the reason I'm going to make this point, I'm going to underline it with the fact that Sean Dyche made a comment afterwards. He, he looked at the celebrations and the smoke and all that, and he was like, "This we shouldn't be doing this. This is Everton Football Club. And he got immediately slated you know, by an awful lot of the, the people that I would follow on social media, because I, I very interested in their attitude. They're like, oh, he doesn't get us. This is a great, this is a great moment for Everton. And some of these lads are in the late thirties and forties. Everton, hear me out. Everton have no. I don't disagree with you. No, no. Everton, Everton have completely forgotten who they are. Completely. I mean, as I said, and I know I've laboured on this point before, but I grew up and in fear of them as a child because you got them in semi-finals and finals you're racing for titles with them and they had genuinely great one stage they're the best goalkeeper in the world they probably had equally alongside ian rush the best striker in the league and graham sharp i know that's a long long time ago but i remember those days and but for the european band they would have done something serious in europe that's who they are or rather that's who they were but that's completely gone that's like when i think about john barnes and ian rush you know that that those times have continued on through through other players. Everton's good times are completely erased. It's almost like they, they don't exist, and their quality has been erased from existence. Now they identify as we're the the lads like Oldham Athletic. They're like Oldham. They we're the lads that stay up at Boundary Park, the last kick of every season, and that's who we are, aren't we? That's what their identity is. And the minute you start accepting mediocrity, <coughs> mediocre, you become mediocre. And Everton are beneath mediocre and have it, and not only accepted a gap, they're embracing it. And that's why I think they're complete losers. I can't well, believe what I'm looking at. I disagree with you then, right? And I don't disagree on the on the foundation of your argument. Because I feel and I was talking to people in Liverpool last week, and my thing on Everton is is that Everton think they've an identity but they don't and the matter of fact that everything's identity to me and if everything fans are watching you can disagree with me but i think i'm right they spend so much time bothered by what's going on a couple of hundred yards across a park that they forget to look after their own gaff right it's like someone looking at someone's garden going look at their fucking garden and there's rubbish all in your garden and you're paying no attention right and that's the biggest issue right I don't think they're celebrating mediocrity though because most of the stuff I listen to, Dave Downey on the on the Blue Room has been yeah. banging on about this for so long and everyone on there and in fairness, if you go and listen to the Blue Room, it's a brilliant Everton podcast because they are so fucking honest. It's untrue. Yeah. Right, they'll tell you if they're shit. They'll tell you about this. They'll lash owners out of it. They'll absolutely go for it and they won't try, you know, oh, um, oh well look, they won't try play it down like, oh, you know, like we're just this. They're not. They're like, listen, this fella came in he spun us a fucking yarn. He spent a load of money. He's given the wrong people the the money to spend on the wrong fucking players. And we continue to do it. And he doesn't hide from the debts the club have or the you know the problem they have with f- finances. But one of his main things was, I think it might have been after the Brighton result, was if we stay up, there should be nobody on that fucking pitch celebrating. Right? Cheer that we've stayed up. And then literally seconds later, this is not to happen again, he said, because you have to remember, we said this 12 months ago, it shouldn't happen again, and it is happening again. 
and th- and his his thing, and a lot of Everton fans I listen to is, if you stay up, great, because the club wants to stay up, they need to stay up, but you can't continue on like this. And that like that owner, it's going to get lashed. Usmanov had to go. They've lost a shitload of money there. There was rumor then Usmanov was putting money into the club through a, a tour party. You know, people are going on about what will happen with Everton and their finances. The way I understand it, and again, I'm going to try to talk to Dave later in the week, is Everton had losses which were extortionate. Everton tried to tell the Premier League that it was down to COVID and it was down to stadium costs. Now, that would have meant that their COVID losses was double anyone else. It's a, it's it's actually a, a complete opposite of Man City who are making a profit during COVID, like, so go figure, right? The Premier League couldn't nail, n- nail them on it because of that whole COVID fucking thing and it's a bit wishy-washy. And everything came out and said they were working with the Premier League to sort of these issues because no matter what we look at it, they lost 300 and odd million in three years. It's not allowed. It's 105 million is your losses over three years. That's it. They said they were working closely with the Premier League and then they definitely done something wrong because the Premier League then went, Sign we're charging someone, I think, we're charging I think, I think they signed someone on money and the Premier League went, well, hold on a minute, you can't be doing that. If we're working yeah. together with you, you need to be taking costs down here. Yeah. And then the Premier League charged them. Now, I think the Premier League would have likened them to go down yesterday because it would have got rid of their issue. But their issue now stands. And you have three teams that have gone down. You have three teams, more importantly, that are coming up into the division fighting for their lives, possibly with Everton and going, are, are these just losing money hand over fist and everything's okay here? Talk of investment into the club. But I don't know how close that is or if it's happened. But to be honest with you, Everything will need to be dealt with between now and August the twelfth. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Um, a couple of comments here. Brian says three hundred million they lost over three year periods. It's a farce. Um, <coughs> I think it is a farce. Yeah, no, I think it is. Them, Gav. Well, no, you see, if you charge, let's wait, let's wait, wait, wait till it's yeah. The but last you, 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 you mentioned it earlier, Pete, about authority showing their teeth. Yeah, the the only authority to show their teeth in England is DFL. Yeah, the Premier League don't. Yeah, never do. But the problem have. here, Davo, is Gav diff- right. was right. He, they wanted them gone, so their hands were washed them, so they didn't yeah. have to do it. Down the EFL, and then they could fucking EFL go. Yeah, getting well, they probably be all right under their jurisdiction. But I'm yeah. telling you now, I would be absolutely fucking amazed if anything, if anything serious happens to Everton over, over these chairs. Well, but the, and, and Davo, don't get me wrong. If if they just come out and said we're charging you, and Everton were like, well, it was COVID and it was this. I would, I would agree with you. But the difference here is is that the Premier League went to them and they gave they gave the Premier League an excuse and said they were working closely with the Premier League to sort these financial issues out. And then within six months, the Premier League are charging them because they've yeah, clearly no, overstepped the mark that, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so if, that, if they're charging them because they've overstepped the mark, they've overstepped the mark. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to sort it out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what it was... There was rumours, I don't know if you remember, in and around that time, that Jordan Pickford was going to be sold. And then, two weeks later, it spun on its head and they gave him a new contract. And it sounded to me like that was the straw that broke. Because working with the Premier League is saying, okay, we will try to balance the books. But instead, they took their most valuable asset, and he is their most valuable asset, and they went, no, we're going to hang on to him for another six years, and we're going to pay him X. Do you know what I mean? And I think that must have been okay. Use I think the piss yeah. now. I think, <clears throat> I think the big thing for Everton is if they get a, if they get a transfer ban or a point and or well I don't think it'd be both or the or a transfer ban or a point deduction. I think they're in massive trouble because oh, yeah. I mean, that squad doesn't stay up next season, right? And remember that'll be a squad where fellas just go I'm out. Mm. Good luck I'm out. 
the end of story. Do you know what I mean? Um, and if it points deduction, like they're averaging 35 points a season, it's not going to do you with a points deduction. Andrew Shields says, did anybody see the video of the Everton fan claiming that staying up was better than anything you get at Anfield? I have. It's a follow-up from last season when they said, um, you can win European Cups, you can win leagues, but you can never experience a night like Goodison Park and Frank Lampard um, and taking in the adulation yeah. of the masses. So, um, look, they've stayed up. I agree with Davo. They are a winner a week on that basis. But it is a, a real case of watch this space. And I'm going to do my best to get an Everton fan on because as much as we laugh and joke about it, I do actually have an interest in finding out what's going on there. That's my understanding of it from Dave a very simple... Dave Downey is one of the good boys. You should get him on, Gaff. Dave Downey is one of the good boys. Dave Downey sound. Yeah, I'm going to give him a text after this. Um, l- last one. Uh, P, your loser yeah. of the week. The Premier League, and it's it's a continuation of what we've just been talking about, Gav. And Davo picked up on it straight away. Earlier on, we talked talked about, and the reason I dropped that, you know, Easter egg was, you know, when when an organisation wants to show that it has teeth, it will show it has teeth. The Premier League, unlike Serie A and unlike other organisations, I believe in sport. This is not, by the way, this is not a court of law. This is sport. <coughs> Until you can prove yourself innocent. We can talk about Manchester City, if you like, whereby Manchester City makes statements saying that we have irrefutable evidence to prove our, our innocence. And Everton say we're working with the Premier League. Okay, show us the work. Show us the evidence. So for me, the Premier League are a big bunch of losers because they decide that... I mean, you look at Leicester. Forget about Leeds, but Leeds to a lesser extent. If you look at Leicester... If you, in March, when this all came out, that it was, you know, chargeable, everything, you know, the Premier League will not, as not an organisation that will announce charges unless they have evidence. What you do is you then deduct on the spot, 10-point deduction, and it's up to you, Everton, Manchester City, to prove that you shouldn't have that 10-point deduction, which is what Serie A did Juventus. They deducted them 15 points and give them the opportunity to appeal, and they got it down to 10 points. That's the way a real sporting organisation. Don't get me wrong, Serie A is not the the exemplar of you know grace and uh, and transparency, but at least there's consequences for stepping across the mark. The Premier League is too concerned with pissing off powerful and rich owners and destroying their brand that they have destroyed their brand and that they are and they are pissing off powerful and rich. It's an incredible what paralysis will do even if you come out and make a statement make a stand and it's the wrong stance it's better than the bullshit that's going on right now which is nothing so what you're saying to clubs like let's say for example aston villa aston villa could decide okay we're in the the conference league now their owners have a lot of money they might decide now based on the precedent that's been set this year why don't we do this why don't we overspend by 100 million because there'll be no consequence. Let's try and nick one of those trophies that we're in, and let's go for it. And we'll just get a hugely expensive lawyer, say Lord Panic KC. We'll get him on it, and we'll just kick the can down the road four years. And by the time it gets to court, we'll appeal it on the basis that, you know, whatever, it's it's a, it's a, it's a Birmingham fan that's sitting on the panel. And by the time the verdict comes out, we'll appeal that. You have to have teeth. You have to have consequence. You have to show fans and people that wrongdoing is wrong and will be dealt with. Show us your evidence that will refute the consequence that you're facing and then we'll work backwards from there. The, I think 
the Premier League is broken. I think it's broken completely. D- Davo, Premier League. Yeah, look, I, I just I mentioned it earlier. I, I just really, I, I, I wouldn't have any faith in the in the Premier League, um, putting any serious sanction on everything. I, I really, I, I think they, I think they just want to fucking let sleep and dogs lie. They were embarrassed with the, the Manchester City stuff. Um, I know City bring a fucking lawyers that could defend the fucking Gulf state with them. Whether Everton would deal with that as 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 as, as good as City, I doubt. But I, I just like we've we've seen we've, we've, we've heard that we're embarrassed. We've heard it all about governance. The FA, the, in fairness, the Premier League, the thing, the difference between UEFA, there's an appeal system where you can go to an arbitration. Like you can the, go to the, the Court of Arbitration of Sport. The, the, difference the, Premier League, the reason I'm frustrated with the Premier League is because they don't have that system. The Premier League is self-governing. If, yes. they hand you a, if they hand you a sentence or if they hand you a ban, that's it. Unless you have the evidence to show them that that is irrefutable, as Manchester City say, or we're working with you, you are done. Yeah, but but you see that this is where this is where my big issue comes in, right? Oh, I think Everton and, and City are two completely different situations. I think Everton spent and spent and spent, got hit by COVID, was doubled double down on it, um, lose a shitload of money. Like they've lost two hundred and seventy five million in three years. There's no way around that, right? Their only argument is, is that it's COVID and stadium costs now. Even even at that, right? Even if the Premier League allowed so much of that, they've definitely done something for the Premier League to be walking alongside them and then go, oh no, hold on, bang, the charges right. out because you've done something wrong, right? That's the fourth thing. And when it comes to Everton, they're going to have to be dealt with before August the 12th. You cannot go into, whether that's cleared, right? Whether they show the proof and go, no, hold on, this is blah, 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 blah. And the Premier League go, okay, fine, we've charged it, we've looked into it. But because it's not going to be one of those where people people go, oh, nothing's being said. It's going to have to be out there as to exactly what happens, right? That's fine. Even if they're cleared or whatever, you, you cannot start another Premier League season whatever than having a charge from the FA over them. Or for the, from the Premier League, sorry. A charge from the Premier League over But you, you can't have Because what happens then is, right, you have, say for argument's sake, just say for argument's sake, Crystal Palace, right? And Crystal Palace go into next season and go, you know, we've lost a couple of players, right? And I'm only taking them as an example. And Crystal Palace go, what the fuck's happening with Everton here? Do you know what I mean? And Crystal Palace then finish below Everton next season and are in 18th position. And what? We're going through the season, we still don't know. Everyone needs to know what's going on. And not only that, all yeah, these clubs, like, yeah, yeah, but all these clubs are. That, but that makes sense. But you're. you're but this is what I'm saying. Like, sense, but this is what I'm it? saying. Like you're talking about four years and, and stuff like that, right? But that's City for the minute. But with Everton, we're talking about Everton first. That charge is out there, right? Now, Everton have probably had four months, I think, three, four months to know exactly what the charge is. And it's not. For me, it wouldn't be too um, like intrinsic. Like it's. Everton know what the problem is. If they're being charged, they know what the charge is for what they've done beyond, you know, working with the Premier League. And now they have to answer. And exactly. But and what I'm saying is, right, you you have from yesterday, which was May the twenty eighth, you now have to June, July, you have nine weeks until the new season starts, somewhere around there, right? The Premier League should be turning around and going, Well, this by the way, we're holding this on 
the 15th of July, whatever day, or the Monday in that week, you better be there, right? And if you don't turn up, we're doing you, and this is what we're going to do. Turn up, it's going to take four days, and we're going to decide whether to clear you, give you a transfer ban, and that's the way it should be done. The same with Manchester City. Manchester City are claiming that, you know, oh, we're above bar for the last two years. That's not the point. The point is that Manchester City overinflated everything they got above market value, made up sponsors from the tour parties, even though it was their own money, and over the course of nine years, manipulated everything to put themselves in a position that from 2019 or whatever onwards, that they're self-sufficient. Cars should be self-sufficient. If I give you 10 years to manipulate any situation, you could make it look as clean as anything come then. They've put 105 charges in front of them. They shouldn't be allowing City to kick that down the road. They should say to City, listen, by the way, we're doing them on the 14th of July. On the 24th of July, you're in in front of us. We call the fucking shots here. Mm. Not not lawyers. Your lawyers, if they're that good, will be ready for the 24th of July for a week-long tribunal. Right? A week-long tribunal. And we're, we're going into next season and everyone's going to know whether Man City are in the league, not in the league, deducted points, whatever it might be, and the same with everyone. And the same with anyone else that does it. Yeah. Walk and, back from the punishment, Gav. To be but, I mean, if I'm Leicester City, for example, I'm looking at the fact that Jordan Pickford, for example, has probably, with his couple of penalty saves, and has probably kept the Everton in the Premier League. He was their most valuable asset. And in order to balance the books, if you're working with the Premier League to balance the books, you're selling your most valuable asset. Instead of doing that, they've given him a new contract. If I'm Leicester, I'm pointing to him and I'm saying, that's the reason why we're going down. And you're telling me I can have 30 million as a, sorry about that, you're relegated in court? No thanks. Punishment and then prove that you haven't done it. It's ridiculous. The Premier League's broken. It's not fit for purpose. You're right, Gab. Punish people for us like they do in Italy. And then, if you can prove that there's some bizarre reason, COVID hit you harder than anybody in the world, or as Manchester City, you have all of this evidence up your arsehole that but no my, one has seen. But, but, my, big, but my, is, is that, my biggest thing on this is, right, we all talk about Man City's... Thing. I think everyone is fairly straightforward. I think they've they've... They've given an excuse. They're kind of going, mm, not too sure about that. We right, let's walk with them and see where it goes. And then they've realised something and went bang. You don't know. The thing with Man City is that Man City apparently are coming out and going, oh well, the fella on that is an Arsenal fan. So fucking what? It's Trumpian. That's it, Trump. But but it's what? I'm, but, Trump but this is what I'm saying. If Man City have nothing to hide, right, and have all the best lawyers in the world and all the best accountants, show up. The Premier League shouldn't be sitting there going, let us know when you're ready there. They should be just turning around going, we have charged you in February. Now, we're giving you yeah. five months to yeah. sort this out and come back whatever way you well, want. Gavin, Gavin, and we're going I, in on July. Can I, can I just tell you about Lord Panic? What Lord Panic KC does, what the, the lawyer that Manchester, what he, he doesn't plead cases. He's not there to plead the case. He's there to pick holes in what is a, in, is a slam dunk. He's there to question the validity of the Premier League's case. He's not there to defend. There is no evidence that can exonerate Manchester City. The only defence they will have is to attack the case that the Premier League has. Panic did it. He represented Boris Johnson in Partygate and all of the trouble, because Boris Johnson should be locked up. I mean, he's, he shouldn't be able to hold any kind of licence at all. But he, he what he does, guys like Panic, is they attack the system from within and that's what he might it's so obvious and cynical how much Man- what manchester city are doing well there they is no they don't have any evidence they know there, so they go to law panic 
someone who defends criminals, basically, to defend their position. Well, Dar- the Premier League is broken. Broken. Darius Hoyt says, uh, this a uh, super chat, by the way, and thanks a million for it. He says, this seems like a lot of moaning. Not that I think you're all wrong, but do you actually expect the Premier League to have a punishment that will actually hurt Man City or Everton or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Darius, yeah, listen, it's power. definitely a lot of moaning. I'm not going to fucking deny that, right? And do I actually expect the Premier League to have a, a punishment? Davo will tell you no, right? And all of us will probably tell you no, but that doesn't stop you having the right to speak up about this. And what you're going to find is now, I think you're going to have more Arsenal fans talking up about it. I think Man United fans don't know what to fucking do because Qatar is still hanging around that gaff, right? But I think the likes of Spurs fans that are looking going, we're spending fucking money and we're getting nowhere here. Do you know what I mean? Um, Chelsea are a basket case, so don't worry about them. But it was always Liverpool asking these questions and now you're seeing more and more asking questions and let's be honest uh, Darius the services you actually pay for to watch football and get insights and get live football say fucking nothing about Man City right they lauded over Man City when they won the league last last week and listen Man City the players in the pitch won the league last week there's no doubt about that but not one of them turned around and went listen they won the league but hold on do you know what I mean? What's, is, there, is there anything going to be done about this? And you have to speak out about it. And my only thing on it is, I'm not saying City, well, I believe City have done something wrong, right? But I'm not for a minute like saying right, that they couldn't turn up and go, hold on, by the way, all these sponsors were grand and all these were grand, right? I find it hard to believe, but nothing is impossible. But what I'm saying is, is that if City have nothing to hide, and they've wheeled the manager out to say this, by the way. I'm I'm completely up to date with this and everything's absolutely fine. If it wasn't, I'll leave. Now we're saying no matter what, I'll stay. You know, the sort of way. And he's being wheeled out. My only issue with this, this, this is, is, is that the Premier League, but my only issue is, P, the Premier League governed this, not Manchester City. So if if you give them something, you should say to them, we're going on this date. And if you don't fucking like it, right, we will proceed without you. And just hand you a ban or hand you whatever we feel we need to hand you. If you want to turn up and defend yourself, by all means do it. You could be cleared, right? You could be found guilty on certain charges and we'll have to put a, a thing on that. You could be found guilty on all charges. But it's but if Man City have nothing to hide, they should be asking, they should be banging on the Premier League's door going, we have all the evidence, here it is. And they're not. Like Pep turn around and going, I want this sorted, let's get it sorted. Bullshit. You don't. Because, because if your club actually if your club actually wanted to do it, they would do it. And you're probably right, Darius. Do we expect a punishment? No, but it should not stop you from asking the question. And this is going on years. Years it's going on. And you know what? We'll um we'll see how it goes. Ashley says Liverpool fans questions of City is like pissing into the wind. It will only gain traction if more teams get involved. Arsenal getting involved is a good thing. Arsenal have definitely got involved. And more clubs will get involved. And what's going to happen here is, is now you will see teams looting, right? Whoever is down around those areas will be looking going, hold on, we want to know we're starting on a, on a level footing here. We want to know we're starting on a level footing. Where, whether you're going for a title, you're going for top four, right? And you're going for relegation. You want to know that one team isn't massively in debt trying to stay in this league while you have to stay within rules. You want to know that you're not absolutely putting yourself way out there because yeah. you're against a team that's you know, yeah. manipulating the situation. And you want to know that. And more teams need to start asking the question. 
Well, it's, funny you should, it's funny you should say it, Gav, because Luton Town started League Two in 2008-2009 says minus 30 points because of the exact same situation that Manchester City and Everton have been in. And by the way, it's not even debatable. They've been in it. So if I'm, think, if I'm Luton Town, I'm thinking, how am I staying up? I, well, if these two are punished heavily going into 23-24, I will have a 66% better chance of staying up considering... I'm I know that I've got a vote in the Premier League. You better believe I'm gonna jump up and down for that. And I'm gonna start doing it now, not when I've got ten points in January. I'm gonna start doing it now. Davo, I'll give you the last word. I'll give you the last word, Davo. Do you think it's a watershed moment with regards to this? Because it's two teams, one with massive debt, all right, staying in the league, and one who I believe have manipulated finances in certain ways to put themselves in a the position over what's more or less a 15-year period now. Do you think it's a watershed moment for the Premier League? Because if they don't, whether they clear them or not, if they don't come out and be absolutely concise on what they do here, it's just a free-for-all and forget about it. Is that where we are? Yeah, that's that's where we are. Listen, I think, like Ray Charles can say that uh, City should be punished. There's 115 charges there that the, obviously the, uh, the Premier League have taking that time done that due diligence um, and everything should be absolutely punished as well but I don't like the cynic in me would say that everything p- could probably get punished if, if, if one of them is going to get punished the cynic could tell me it's everything because City are gone too big type of thing that would be the cynic in me saying that both should be punished um, like I said the cynic in me if one of them is going to end up getting a punishment I'd say it would probably be everything but I don't think either of them get punished, to be quite honest with you. Well, listen, the City thing, it's, they're saying it's going to be two years and four years and fucking, do you know what I mean? That's like, it's fucking, do you know what I mean? It's fucking, uh, what do they call it, Pete, when the your man gets up in the debate just to fucking drag it out all the time over in, in the US? Tactics. I can't think of the name. It's, it's delay um, tactics. Exactly what Trump delay is Delay tactics, is exactly. Delay, That's what City are doing, like kicking the can down the road. Um I don't think I don't think everything get punished either. I have to be honest with you. I think mm. we've seen stuff before as regarding number West Ham stayed up and they Tevez and Mascherano and tour party ownership and Sheffield United wanted a few bob and fucking Wigan went down and blah 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 and a lot of noise and all back then as well about wanting this and wanting that. The Premier League was telling the fuck off. So I don't think um, <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't I I, really, I, I just I. I I'd be surprised. Like it could be something stupid, like a fine gap. They might charge them and give them a fine, which like it's not really like I know they're in debt, but they're, mm. they're gonna sort themselves out and get back onto a onto a decent footing, you'd imagine. So yeah, but everything and everything that's that's, that's that's what I would say. That's probably what will fucking happen. They'll they'll just forge it with a fine. But but in simple terms, right? Everything right might lose a lot lose a lot of players to somewhere out of contract. But Everton would need to absolutely start slashing what they're paying out on wages to everybody to try to get this in. Three hundred million over three years is mm. fucking mental. But look, Honestly, it's, look it's, it's, it's a chaffer. It's a chaffer another day. Yeah. It always get comes. Dave, up. Get Dave on. He can fill us in more. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I'll try my best. Um, listen, it's uh, it's it's one. It's it's something that's going to come up again. But I don't apologise about talking about it. You know what I mean? No. Because like let's 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 like Red Leader is there, he says Arsenal fan, but I hear I agree, fellas, liked and sub, fair play. Thanks a million, Red Leader. And this is what I'm talking about, more Arsenal fans. But let let me just leave you with this thought. If Liverpool Football Club turned around tomorrow and manipulated finances for five years, okay, and we're getting all these things in, 
let me know what way you think the media will carry on because it will be fucking <laughs> the exact opposite of what you're seeing right now. And that's what we're talking about. And look, it'll it'll definitely come up in, in the future. People are going, I think there's more and more going to be put on this over the summer. I think it's going to be one of those where if Man City look to sign a player, it's going to be, well, hold on, sign all these players, what, what's going on here? It's going to continue on. And the only way, the only way you're going to get some sort of resolution to this is if people talk about it and constantly talk about it until the Premier League go, we need to deal with this. And they should be doing that anyway. They have charged the club with fucking serious charges and they shouldn't be sitting there like smoking going, listen, give us a shout there in three years when you when you have your accounts and all that. But just stop. Just put a date on it. Get them in. And if see you're that adamant that you've done nothing wrong, should only take a day or two and we'll be all over it. So let's go and do it. Um, anyway, that has been Winners and Losers. Thanks to P. Thanks to Davil. They've been regulars on this show all season. Um, they love doing it. Except, well, Davil doesn't if he's had a point. <coughs> on a, oh, well, yeah, Jason. On a Sunday. Davil text me on a Sunday going, I'm having a few points, you know, the score. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, now, P, Davo, Dicko is the, is a regular on here as well. Um, thanks to them for all their, all their work this season on that. Um, like I said last night, we are going to continue on shows. We are off tomorrow, but we're looking to do a couple of shows before the end of the week. And then from next week, we'll be into having some fun as the season goes on. Transfer, or the pre-season goes on. Transfers, quizzes, drafts, whatever it might be. Give us a shout. Um, if you're watching any shows, just throw it in the chat if you want. If you have an idea for the show and or give us an email and we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll try to do our best for you over the summer. Uh, Davo, Pete, thanks a million. Thanks everyone in the chat. It's been an absolute pleasure. That has been winners and losers. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.